This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the Dice Over Everything companion podcast where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, you got dice ready? Yes, I do. All right, it sounds like it's across the room and now it's in a giant pile. But yep. let's start with our tough question of the day. What have you been up to in hobbying for the last week? Six minutes. I hope you've done a lot of hobbying. All right. So, um, well, I realized that I have finished off uh, my first arc of 3D printing. Oh, I thought because you were going to say you, you made it through all of your pile of shame. <laughs> Yeah, because I sold that. it all. Now that I have a 3D printer, I can just print off new stuff. No, no. Uh, I basically finished my first arc in that I printed off so many models, I can no longer in good conscience print any more models. I know, and you gave a bunch to me too. That's great. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, like, I finished printing off all of the, like, Space Marine-like kind of guys, like the heavy infantry guys for our game, right, for the hammer. Yep. And it's in a big bo- box, but I haven't finished my Infinity, which are on my painting table. So I haven't even started painting on them. So, But because I have so many of the those guys, the hammer guys, done, like printed. Uh, Space Marine kind I of have, guys, yeah. Yeah, the Space Marine kind of uh, guys. Uh, I can't print anymore because otherwise I'd, I'll just have like a pile of guys. that, And I'm like, when will I print them? Then it starts contributing to my pile of shame. So instead mm-hmm. of feeling productive, uh, I will feel uh, more overwhelmed. So I basically packed up a whole bunch of stuff for my 3D printer. And I've got to – I told myself I need to finish uh, my Infinity uh, Hack Islam uh, Assassin's Army before I can print more mo- – well, technically I have to finish you know, the, the stuff I printed. But before that, I need to finish my Hack Islam stuff. And then I can move on to that that stuff to be able to start printing again. And then I'll start looking for new models to print. But of course, you know, I already bought more models, which are these lizard men, which re- look very cool, kind of for the for the Ishtar faction in our game. Yeah, they're they're, um, de- they're, they're the definitely not Tau faction. It's the the alien conglomerate. Yes. Well, alien conglomerate is definitely a trope, like that is not that is not tau-ish and in fact i kind mm-hmm. of am annoyed by tau because the tau started off supposedly being an alien conglomerate but now they're just the tau right and instead of leaning into that having a little bit of races from everywhere it's just one race it's a bunch of like no-nosed humans right it's well, they, a bunch of avatar humans that are extra short and then they have sort of their their enslaved races i mean their allied they races. One. They have uh, one allied race, which is lame. That's what I'm saying. They should have a lot more. Anyways, our our faction in, in our game is supposed to be a lot more diverse. They're they're not actually technically aliens. They're just the mutants from a bunch of off worlds mm-hmm. who did a whole bunch of gene splicing to uh, fit the worlds that they decided to live on. And That's a lot that. of them turned into lizard men because they look cool. Because there's no furries. <laughs> <laughs> They I'm have, not against furries. I just haven't found good furries. That that fluff. There's no fluff for the <laughs> furries in the game. If you want to see it that way. Uh, sure. There's mutants. You know, I was looking for some gorilla miniatures as well, like some space gorilla miniatures, but I, I haven't found any good ones. So, but again, I have to finish painting all of my hack, which I'm still working through, and then uh, 
to even get to the space rooms. I have to paint those before I can start printing up more stuff. So self-control at le- is holding on at least now. How about you? So on the note of self-control, I think we've mentioned lots of podcasts. We play Infinity and Corvus Belli just did a Kickstarter thing for another fantasy game, which I held back and did not go into. Mostly mm-hmm. because it has like EV miniatures. I'm like, yeah, the quality's not quite at the level of miniature I prefer to paint, which how do how do I know that? Because their previous Kickstarter, they did one giant well, they did some other, some PVC stuff, but one was one giant robot moss. They're like 110 millimeters tall. Mm-hmm. So I decided that because we were going to use that for Halloween, I should have it painted for Halloween because mm-hmm. we said in Halloween 2020 we would be using these things. And for some reason, <laughs> yeah. I didn't meet that schedule to play it's games okay. with this thing on Halloween. So I painted the Megalodron for a Halloween event in mostly like three days. You know that we said, right? Like it's. It was on time in COVID years, which is what like all of the COVID time is one year, and we're slowly like, slowly going through it. So you're you're on time, 20, yep. 2022, It's all the same. I didn't miss any Halloween events. It was it was ready for the <laughs> exactly. next Halloween event. That's right. So, but yeah, made lots of use of like because of how all that stuff's going around with like the snapshot method and just contrast paints. Can we? Can we change the name of the slap chop method? Is it too late already? Can we change it to the slap dash method? Or I'm, the sl- no slap splash? Use. Or a splash slash or something like that? Splash splash method? Yeah. Anyway, I have no intention splash of using that method. Splash splash method I actually like. It's just a little bit hard to say. Splash splash. It should be splash plash because that makes it easier to say. Splash splash method. That's almost as incoherent as the correct name <laughs> but no i just cooler. okay yeah go on anyhow just there's inspired. just no chopping happening it's really annoying no dry brushing is not very choppy yeah it's in, it's in lots of directions it's not anyhow but I basically just used speed painting techniques on it involving uh-huh. paint, contrast paint consistency to do lots of shadows and stuff so that got it done quickly and just put okay, in cool. of hours in one day. All right, you want to start All off right. with a real new topic? So, sure. So, uh, I think I showed you this before. I was pretty excited. So, because uh, I ended up buying a Company of Iron box, which is the now long-dead skirmish game for War Machine, the skirmish version of War Machine. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> I had trouble playing it at the time because I didn't want to buy the box because it was too expensive and all the rule, all of the the cards that you need to play were gated behind buying the box, or you have to buy them on RPG cards, which nobody did. So I finally was able to buy a box because it was on sale for like discount and then half price off the discount. So I picked the box up for 20 bucks, and I was super excited, but uh, I couldn't find any of the uh, actual papers to actually uh, play the game. But I finally got around to doing that. Because so they're, my... they're all Mark II cards and we're all Mark IV? Yeah. Uh, no, we're on Mark III. I think that's supposed to be for Mark III. Yeah. So, but it's just like it was hard to find everything and get them all, all, all ready for to, to actually play the game. But it's all ready now. I've got it all prepared. I 
I had to trace down some PDFs that were not on the War Machine, uh, so the Privateer Press site, because they decided to pretend that I, uh, Company of Iron never existed, which was very annoying. But my actual question is, now that I've done that, what would it take for you to play a dead game? Two minutes. Oh, so I guess we don't have time in two minutes to discuss what a dead game is. If we roll the six, we'd just go right into that. Yeah, yeah. But I think quick for what people refer to as dead games is basically they're not in production or for sale. That's pretty much the the quickest version of it. Yep. You can't buy and into it. it, it it's kind of, yeah, you can't buy into it. The models are are out of print. Everything is out of print. But I got I, I, I got everything, so if they take everything down, then I can still I still have it. What would it take? I think the game has And you know which game I'm talking about. Company of Iron. Yeah, I think it has to the game has to be A fun and I don't know if it's fun. Uh-oh. Go on. <laughs> I forgot That's the why I other play part. It. Oh, the other part. It has to be uniquely different than other games that are still going. Like if some other games are still going off of experience, you're like, eh, let's not be bothered going back in time. So that's my one minute answer. Strike two. You want you want to give another one so we can get a strike three? <laughs> those are two. Those are two two answers for two minutes. Okay, fine. You, want, you want to add more onto that? Those are too big for me. I just need to have the rules, be able to read them up, and have the models ready. That's all I need, Sounds which is why I want to play this game. So that's why I have very low standards. That's why I have a whole bunch of boxes of games that I've played like once or twice. And actually, the problem is not me play, like wanting to play them. The problem is finding players who are willing to play these dead games. That's why I'm asking you, because you are often the one who I drag in to play one or two games of that game before we're like, yeah, you know what? That was not bad. Unfortunately, they often fail your two your, your two criteria to, to play more than one to two. So apparently you're only playing because I forced <laughs> – I begged you to play, basically. I or ambushed no. you. Uh, with, without asking the question, I wouldn't have known what my criteria was. I'd be like, eh, it doesn't feel right. But when you ask, criteria. So, so have I have – I, so I guess the, the la- last portion of that is would you play Company of Iron? So I think it compares closely to the most living. We're going way, we're going over here, but it seems close to Malifaux. You have one sentence. Okay, so no, fair. All um, right, <laughs> that's the question. You got a question? Yes. So I, it's true. Malifaux is a better game. All right. So I guess we'll move from Private Press to GW because we have to we have to touch on GW. Sure. Every every time. Maybe we won't sometime. Okay, what do you think? Because I was doing some, trying to paint some models that are supposed to look like GW, but they're from Raging Heroes. I'm like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I'll paint them like GW. And then I start looking at their, basically like all their choristers I wanted to imitate. And I start mm-hmm. painting, and I'm like, I don't like their paint style. This is the EV metal paint style. I don't want to paint this way. I want to paint more like other stuff. Let's, let's not get into that. But mm-hmm. what? So on the note of that having a particular paint style, what do you think makes the EV metal paint style? You mean heavy metal? It's, yeah, heavy metal, whatever. You think or it's like a main <laughs> this, character. This is an accent? This is a Pokemon accent? I'm not British. I'm going to Americanize it. But what it's do you not, think it's... You don't say heavy metal. It's heavy metal. It's, e- heavy. it's not EV. All right, anyways. 
I like Pokemon. Five minutes. <laughs> it's an EV medal. So EV medal, it's uh, so five minutes. Um, yep. EV medal is uh, basically solid blocky colors. Um, very very bright. So like overly bright, so not realistic at all, right? So everything super pops. It's almost like a very cartoony kind of style, which is kind of weird considering that most of the Games Workshop uh, art is not that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of that to start with. Like even from its conception, the art was even like kind of grim, dark, filthy-ish. In the 90s, it moved a little away from that and got into the bright colors. But yeah. like the paint scheme has something kind of that super smooth, bright, intense colors yeah. with with solid divisions, right? Of of color blocks. Yes. And it's it is kind of funny because the there's another competing art style called Blanchitsu, which follows the actual art style. But the stupid thing is the they. Only lately have they started showing their own models that way. And that's because they're fans. No, they don't do that. I don't think Games Workshop does Blanchitsu, do they? In uh, very few like special release models, some corner oh, case okay. models, they'll let the painters go to town and throw some Blanchitsu together. But not, not their main lines are not shown that that's, way. That's hilarious. That, But you know what? Their art has moved... Even their art has moved to more towards heavy metal, right? More clean, blocky kind of colors, more vibrant and everything like that. It's moving away from the grim, dark Blanchitsu kind of thing. Like I don't even know how much of the art is like Blanche-esque as opposed to just a more of a what do you call it? A more of a Warcraft-esque kind of feel. Not more realistic than Warcraft, but like yeah, I'm just trying more to think how like that style. I'm just trying to thinking of like the digital paint style that became more popular after like GW was all hand painted art to start with, mm-hmm. and then in like the uh, the digital painting style, magic, the Magic the Gathering esque kind of thing. It might be that sort of. It's it's more dark than style. Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it definitely has some grim dark roots, but the actual miniatures, I guess they're moving away from the, the classic heavy metal that we grew up sorry eevee metal that we grew up with but like eevee metal might actually be closer because it's like pokemon kind of colors right solid blocks very like lots of like um, very clear black lining yeah clear black lining clear white lining very uh clinical kind of stripes to make it very easy to see what the actual model is mm-hmm. but and, and where things end but there's not a lot of like advanced lighting right they don't have like advanced lighting they don't have they have some battle damage i guess but it's usually very clean battle damage it's very like well. yeah it's not muddy well the muddy is even like one color of yeah. mud usually it's not just like covering the model yeah i guess i guess the idea is that it's like i guess they is, is ev metal really more like 80s rock rock punk uh art like uh, CD or album covers, that, would you say? I can't. No, that's those. a little bit more. I think it actually might be more like rock album covers, right? Like solid block colors, like like Evil Ernie and shit like that. Maybe, but I don't think they're those things are influential enough to like define the arts. Uh, okay. I don't know. To me, it's solid block colors. 
solid block colors, very defined things, very clean kind of style with not too many different colors. So in some ways it looks, it's like relatively easy to conceptually paint, even though, but done to a very high standard. Yeah, it's difficult to paint that way because you need to really smoothly yeah. do lots of layering blends and lots of like intermediate mixing colors. So it's actually not easy to paint that way. But I don't even find it like desirable to paint that way either. Like I like things having texture. I like things having like mm-hmm. a, like a lighting tone to them. It just doesn't do that. Also, it's usually painted with true metallic metal, just because I guess that's that's the paint product line they've gotten into selling. Like, all right, we sell these metallic paints. Mm-hmm. We'll paint with metallic paints. We're going to show you what they look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just there's just not lots of reflections and all that going on either in the metals. It's just it's usually a color. So I'm just wondering. I guess I kind of paint more like heavy metal, honestly. I like the vibrant colors. I like mm-hmm. the vibrancy. I I I like the solid. It, sometimes it's a little bit too plain, right? So the gradients are not necessarily very high. I like mine like <laughs> taking over the top grade uh, over the top shadows as well, which they do not do actually in heavy metal. No, they don't. So super that, dark. Yeah, so that's the, the the only difference. But I like the super bright colors, like cartoony. I like a more comic booky style, probably because mm-hmm. I grew up with that kind of art. Like I like how that looks. So I know. Yeah, so I guess both of us, not that into the heavy metal, I guess. Yeah, you're probably more willing to do it, but you're not willing to do the blends. You're like, screw that. And you want the dark well, it's, Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's bright, but it's a little bit too solid blocks in terms of the coloring. That's basically mm-hmm. the only issue I have. So You want some texture going on in your surfaces. That as well. I like other like textures if you have them. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that is it about uh, the questions we have for today. So if you have any questions, uh, please send them to us at contact at diceovereverything.com. We'll be sure to answer. Yep. Or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yes, I'm Brandon. Bye.